Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to ignite the growth of your agency. Hire slow and fire fast. Looking to invest in a property that's going to flip. That sector is going to do amazingly well over the next five, ten years. We've created a super special free Firewave gift packed full of marketing goodies just for our podcast listeners. You can get yours by going to www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift and following the simple instructions. That's www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift. Here are your hosts, Sam and Phil. Actually, today, it's not introducing Sam at all because Sam is, I would say she's on holiday, but she's not. She's back off holiday, but just decided not to be coming. Sam claims that she needs the next 24 hours to be in work mode, as she puts it. So therefore, Sam won't be in today's podcast. So it's going to be quite a quick podcast. I wanted to talk about something that's really relevant to what I'm experiencing at the moment and the challenges I'm experiencing. And hopefully it's something that you can take away some real quick, easy action tactics and tips from it. So the idea of the podcast is how to make world-class decisions and business owners, it's for members of staff, it's for any difficult decisions that you're making in your life that you're not sure about how to go about it. You're looking for other opinions. Potentially there's a high level of risk to that decision whether it's business, whether it's family, whatever it may be, whether it's choosing a partner, although probably best not to hang everything on this podcast if that is what you're doing. And the formula I'm going to use is something that I read a couple of years ago in a book called Decisive. And Decisive, if you haven't read it or listened to it, is a book by Chip and Dan Heath, who have written multiple books and I highly recommend their stuff. And just on that point, that if you listen to this podcast and hopefully you're already used to self-development and you look out for things to read and you don't just consume talk sport or whatever is your topic of interest, it's really important to constantly, every day, challenge your mind. I have 30 minutes minimum listening or reading a day to try and learn something new. I don't feel like if I go home, I've had a successful day unless there's something that I've picked up or I've challenged myself in something to always try and challenge yourself. So the formula I'm going to talk about today is RAP. So it's W-R-A-P. It's very simple, but for me, it really helps to make sure that I'm thinking about every possible scenario. As a male, I'm usually quite single-minded and therefore once I make a decision, I try and stick to it. But we hear people talk about how you should hire slow and fire fast and all these different ways to make decisions and, and be decisive when sometimes it's actually best to sit back and, and really think about what you're doing. So this is the formula that Sam and I always try and use. It helps us really process the information we've got and we think make world-class decisions. Although obviously every decision isn't going to be right and, and that's something we'll talk about later in the podcast. So we start with W. So it's W-R-A-P. The W is to widen your mind or widen your focus. And the main pitfalls we see uh, when entrepreneurs have very narrow-minded or very single-minded and once they've made a decision, that's all. They don't think about what if, they don't think about the opportunity cost. So if they make this decision, what could they miss in the future? For example, at the moment, Sam and I are looking to invest in a property that we're going to flip very quickly. So and we're going to pay majority of cash for that. So what will that opportunity cost potentially be? So if a business comes up that we might want to buy, could we then miss out on that? What's the possibility that you'll miss out on? It's really important to think about that. And that might open different opportunities and way to go about the challenge or go about the decision. Another good method to open your mind is think about the vanishing options test. So the idea of this is that you cannot choose any of the current options that you're considering. So what else can you possibly do? For example, if your options are to fire someone or to keep some, a member of staff, then 
take those off the table and could you move them into a different area of the business? Could you totally change their roles? What else could you possibly do? And until you've really gone through all the other options and analyzed them in detail and worked out that they're either not the right option for you or they're not the right fit, then you can go back to the options that you've got. But the more options you can consider, then the high level of success you'll have with your decision. Try and find someone who has already made this decision or has been through this process that you're going through. Ask them about the potential challenges they had, the things they didn't think about, the costs they didn't think about, what did they do well, what would they do differently, and ask a few different people who are in the position that you'd like to be in the next 12, 18 months or so and get their opinion. And again, add that into the formula and see how that potentially changes the actions you take. So that's W, widening your mind, widening your horizon to try and think about all the possibilities. The R is reality test. So it's challenging your thought process, challenging your ingrained assumptions that we all have and your ingrained beliefs. If you have a business partner that also thinks on the same level as you and you, you often have the same opinions, then that can actually make it worse. You can both decide to make a decision and actually you both go full in on this decision when actually there's potentially other avenues and things you should be thinking about. So try and challenge your ingrained assumptions and beliefs. And a good way to do this is to really think about what would have to happen over the next six months or depending on what the decision you're making is, what would have to happen in order for your beliefs or your assumptions not to come true or not to be true. And for example, you're acquiring a new business in a certain sector and your belief and your assumptions are that that sector is going to do amazingly well over the next five, 10 years. Let's say electric cars, it's quite a popular thing at the moment. You may have a belief that that's going to be a topic or a business sector that is going to fly. Hopefully not. Well, maybe literally fly. Who knows? So what would have to happen for that belief or that assumption not to come true? And then what would be your plan B? What would happen if that happened? And it's not necessarily to say that if this does happen, that you'll not go ahead with the decision. But what are the chances of it happening? If it does happen, is there anything you can put in place right now to try and help yourself down the line, try and help survive that situation if it does happen? If you're either acquiring a business or if you're going for a new job, if you're hiring a new member of staff, ask really specific details about the situation. Don't ask questions that lead. Try and let them guide. If you've got assumptions and, and ingrained beliefs, we often ask questions. I know we do that in this in interviews. We ask questions that angle towards our beliefs and our assumptions. Try and ask questions that will get specific details about what they think or what that company's angle is, what, they, what their plans are. Don't necessarily lead them down your way of thinking. And is there any way you can test it? So let's say you're wanting to make a new business that sells caravans, for example, luxury caravans. Before you set up the website, before you set up the marketing, before you try anything, can you try and sell one or two or three luxury caravans at a certain price point? So try and test your idea if you possibly can on a small sample first before you invest in something, before you make that decision final. So the A is to attain distance. And this is probably the most important one. To attain distance is giving yourself time and space to let everything sink in. And I'm sure if you've ever spent a lot of money on something one day and then you don't get the item to the following week, you may have had buyer's remorse. We have it in the agency all the time, don't we? Where someone will make an offer over the weekend, they'll think, what the hell have I just done? I can't afford it. I don't want it. I actually decided I don't want that type of house. I don't want to do that much work. And they have buyer's remorse and they pull out. So giving yourself time to think about the potential flaws, the potential challenges, and actually the amount of work that potentially is going to have to go into the project or the decision is really important. And I'm sure we all done it where we get excited about a shiny new thing. And actually, if you just sit on that idea 
for a few days, all of a sudden it's not that shiny and you start to think that actually it's not a very good idea. So try not to make instinctive decisions. Now, you've got to be careful here that there has to be a level of decision that you use this formula. And what I mean by that is if someone comes and asks you what you want for lunch, I don't mean that you need to test it out or you need to widen your horizons and maybe try something that's spicy or you need to sit back for 10 minutes and really think about what you want. Obviously, there's a level of decision making that this comes to. And I would put it down to hiring, firing, acquisition. JVs is a big one that we often get asked about. Really high level decisions. One method you can use to attain distance is the 10-10-10. And this is how does it feel after 10 minutes? How does it feel after 10 days? And how does it feel after 10 months or 10 weeks? And these time frames may not be possible for you to sit back and look for, but after 10 minutes, it certainly is. After 10 days, it usually is. And usually at 10 day point, you'll have a good idea. But then also really think to the future. How do you think it's going to feel in 10 months time? And how could it feel? And how you're feeling right now, if you felt the opposite, what would have to happen for you to feel the opposite? And if you felt the opposite, what would you feel about the decision you just made? I'm Andrew Sanderson. My agency is AKS. Uh, favorite part of being a Firewave member for me is the overall support. So it's far, far more than just the content. So when I joined, because I like the blogs, like the letters, but it's the overall community, the mastermind days, all the other stuff that goes into it that I think is probably even more valuable than the content itself. So it's worked out fantastically for me. In terms of the sort of results that we've got, we sent 100 letters out just before Christmas. That led to six properties coming on the market. We find that the letters go down extremely well just because they're so, so different. What would have to happen for you to feel the opposite? And if you felt the opposite, what would you feel about the decision you just made? Also, if you have strong core values that you either live with or that your business works towards, list them out. And at the top of the page, write the decision you're trying to make, the question, the problem. Write the core values down the left-hand side of the page and then answer. Make sure that each core value fits in with the answer that you are probably going to give or challenge yourself on it. You know, if I hire this person, does it fit my core values? If I acquire this business, does it fit my core values? If I JV with this person, does it make sure that I'll be still family first, etc.? So make sure it fits with your core values. And the P is preparing to be wrong. I know I certainly struggle with this. and I'm sure many of you struggle with this, that there is a chance that the decision you make will be wrong. And often we actually won't know if it is the wrong decision. And what I mean by that is you never know what the flip side of, of it would be. For example, if you hire someone and they come into your business, they may be wrong for your business and you, and you fire them quite quickly, but you never know what would have happened if you hadn't hired them. Hiring them may have given you an introduction to someone with a two million pound house that you could sell. So you never actually know what the flip side was. So not necessarily to be a wrong decision, but prepare before you make the decision, what will happen? What's the worst case scenario? And are you comfortable with that worst case scenario? And even if you're not comfortable with it, what can you put in place to try and soften the blow. So write down a list of things that could go wrong with your decision. If you get the decision wrong, what could happen? And then try and think about a situation or something that you can put in place in order to give you some kind of get out clause. So for example, if you're going to do a JV with someone, which often go wrong, or you're going to bring in a business partner, make sure there's a regular clause that means you can get out of there with very little cost to yourself, with little hassle. Just always give yourself a plan B that you can get out of. It's really important. And try and drop your ego and try and drop anything that may be guiding your decision apart from your entrepreneurship or your intellectual knowledge or your core values or try and drop the ego side of things. Try and drop the, if it's financial, the financial side of things where you're thinking about what you could potentially buy and try and think really logistically. So for example, we've just sold one of our businesses. We didn't accept 
one of the offers that was the highest, far from it. We accepted an offer that logistically is very easy. We don't have to spend any more time in it. It's a very smooth process handover. None of the core values aren't affected. And our brand going forwards isn't affected either. So it was really important to us that the financial package was still okay, but it was nowhere near the highest. But the highest would have harmed our future plans and potentially our future brand and business. And therefore that came before anything else. So that's how to make world-class decisions. And again, that was from a book called Decisive by Chip and Dan Heath, which I would highly recommend if you're struggling making decisions or you really want to make sure that the decisions you make are of the highest level. So just to reiterate that, W, widen your mind. R, reality test everything. A, attain distance. Allow yourself time to have buyer's remorse. Allow yourself time to really think about it. And P, prepare to be wrong. Make sure you have a plan B in place. It will be a lifesaver or it may be a lifesaver, I promise. So that's it. A really short podcast, a really quick one. I hope that some of you listening have a real big decision to make at the moment or will imminently and you use this as a formula to guide your decision and make sure that you do everything in your power to make it the correct decision and make sure that it leads to some kind of success. Or even if it doesn't, actually more importantly, that it guards you against something that could be much worse it guards you against making a wrong decision that you could have actually seen forecast that was going to be wrong. You could have seen it. So I hope it all made sense. I hope you can take actionable content from it and we will see you or we will be talking to you on next week's podcast when hopefully Samantha decides that she'll have a work brain in the gear and we'll be ready. We've created a super special free Firewave gift packed full of marketing goodies just for our podcast listeners. You can get yours by going to www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift and following the simple instructions. That's www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift.